Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In this story of pro revenge, a man gets some of the sweetest justice I have ever seen. Deliberately deplete my prepaid phone balance. You will pay for it 1,000 times over. I went to middle school in the early 2010s, right before smartphones really took off. I got my first phone right before starting sixth grade. It was a slide phone with a pay-as-you-go plan that cost 10 cents per minute for calls and per text message sent or received. Worse yet, sending or receiving photos cost 25 cents each. It was very expensive and my parents only gave me a hundred dollars a year for this if i exceeded that amount i had to cover the rest with my limited birthday and christmas money that i had fortunately most of my friends were good about helping me preserve the balance they would call and i'd let the call drop but immediately call back on a landline so it wouldn't count as a call and they'd email me or message me on skype for most things everything was good until derek joined the group in seventh grade at first we thought he was funny but we quickly got fed up with him as he was very unpleasant and exhibited many antisocial behaviors. He started drama within the friend group and also caused issues between us and other kids outside of the group. He was manipulative and always played the victim when others rightfully called him out on his trash and he knew how to charm parents, so getting rid of him was easier said than done. He was the one friend who didn't respect my phone situation. He very frequently texted me dumb memes, even though I told him multiple times to just email or Skype them to me instead, since picture text messages cost 25 cents each for me. Unfortunately, blocking phone numbers was a feature that was unavailable for this pay-as-you-go plan, so there was nothing that I could do as he spammed my phone. One day, he got mad at me for some reason and spammed my phone with memes. He must have sent me over a hundred lolcats over text. He kept sending them until I lost service since my phone balance was depleted. I'd lost the $40 remaining in my account as a result. I was extremely angry and demanded that he pay me the $40 he had cost me. And he refused and said it wasn't his problem. I got home from school really upset and told my dad about the situation, expecting him to go and tear Derek's mother a new one and demand the money but my dad said that it wasn't worth the battle. I even asked him about a small claims court, but he said that not all battles are worth fighting and that the effort wasn't worth $40. He took me to the carrier's store and loaded $50 onto the phone. The carrier changed my phone number and they managed to block Derek's number. They'd initially said that blocking phone numbers wasn't possible with this plan, but my dad insisted and would not leave the store until they did it. I was extremely paranoid about my phone number being leaked and other kids spamming it to screw with me. Fortunately, my parents got iPhones that summer and got me one too, and the new family plan had an unlimited text plan. Nonetheless, I was still angry at the $40 he essentially stole from me out of malice. Fortunately, not too long after, there was a big blowout between Derek and the rest of the friend group at the end of the school year, and we permanently kicked him out of the group. 
He was an outcast the following year in eighth grade. Nobody was tolerating his trash anymore and he changed schools the year after and we never heard from him again. Fast forward to a few years ago. I was back home for a few months between graduating college and starting a new job on the other side of the country. I went out to some garage sales one Saturday morning and I ended up at Derek's house. I recognized his mother, but I don't think she recognized me. I guess glasses and a beard is all you need. I noticed some Pokemon napkins out for sale and when I picked them up to look at them, Derek's mum said that her son had been obsessed with Pokemon for his whole life and that she was tired of Pokemon stuff occupying her home for so many years. I said that these napkins were for my younger cousin who was really into Pokemon and I asked if she had any more Pokemon stuff. She said she didn't know that people were still into that and that there were a few boxes in the attic with her son's old stuff. She actually took me inside the house, which I never imagined I'd set foot inside ever again, and let me climb up the attic ladder and take down several large boxes to look through. The first one had Christmas ornaments in it and other junk, but I freaked out inside when she opened a box jam-packed with Pokemon video games in the original boxes though I kept my cool on the outside. The whole reason I had agreed to go inside in the first place was because I was holding out hope of this exact scenario happening. See, I knew Derek was obsessed with Pokemon. Our friend group liked Pokemon back in the day, even when other kids thought it wasn't cool. But Derek was on a whole different level. He bragged about his collection all the time. At the time, he had every single main series game in the original box and in mint condition, as he always had to add in. I went to his house once and he was showing me his collection. He yelled at me for touching one of the games. Nobody was allowed to do that except him. He had many older Nintendo games in excellent condition, but Pokemon was his favorite. He had had a couple of incidents with his mum damaging or throwing away his things, not out of malice, but just ignorance, as she didn't think the games or collectibles had any value. Fast forward into the present day, I was thinking about this when I asked his mother if she had any other Pokemon stuff. So she ended up bringing out the mother load. We opened all of the boxes that she had me bring down. Within the boxes, there was the beloved collection of Pokemon games, all very well preserved, as well as several Nintendo consoles, hundreds of games, two dozen binders full of Pokemon cards. And there was also a box of many Lego sets with the original boxes and everything with many old Star Wars sets. When I saw Django Fett, I knew I struck gold. I told her that I liked old Legos as well, and I asked her how much for the five boxes of games, cards, and Lego sets. And she thought for a second and said, $100 a box or $400 for all five? I told her I'd take it all, and I hauled ass to get to an ATM. I loaded the five boxes into my dad's truck and immediately drove home. I knew there was potentially tens of thousands of dollars of goods here. This was the score of a lifetime, and I finally felt vindicated for the $40 that Derek had taken from me all those years ago. I ended up giving all the stuff to my uncle, who is a hobbyist eBay reseller. He offered to sell it all. He was willing to go through the effort and sell everything individually. And despite my assistance, he said that he wouldn't take more than a 10% cut of the profits after all fees and taxes. We went through and logged every single item along with the estimated value and the total of the whole lot was about $40,000. Oh my goodness me. 40,000 was a poetic number since this was a thousand times the value of what Derek stole from me all those years ago. Wow. Now the title actually makes literal sense. Deliberately deplete my prepaid phone balance. You will pay for it 1000 times over. Literally. Oh, that is so good. My uncle sold most of the lot before the end of the summer 
and ended up writing me a check though it was considerably less than forty thousand dollars but it was still a life-changing amount of money for me i was able to pay off my remaining student loans and put the rest towards a down payment on a new car that is an unbelievable story now that is a glorious glorious story of revenge as i said at the end there i was not expecting the title to be so literal that is phenomenal i've got to say First of all, that initial plan that you're on with your phone is an absolute disgrace. Uh, secondly, Derek is a disgrace for abusing that plan, knowing full well it was costing you that much. I mean, back in the day, some of you are probably too young to remember this now, but, but the oldies among you, the more, the more mature, I guess. I'd include myself in this. Back in the day, you know, we used to have absolutely disgraceful phone contracts. I remember like you'd text another country and it would cost you like 50p for me in the UK per text. I remember one time I was texting someone in Switzerland, had no idea about this. Then my dad had the bill and, and, and just said, Jack, um, why do I have this unbelievably large charge on your latest phone bill? Who have you been texting? And I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I did not realize that but at least that time it was my own fault or, or I guess my own lack of lack of knowing Whereas this time someone knowing that you're gonna have to pay a lot of money for their actions That is very very poor and it makes this justice and this revenge so so sweet great stuff Obviously his mum is none the wiser about the true value of, of pokemon and, and cards and everything related to the game these days Especially in in original condition and, and in good nick, but wow forty thousand dollars or even anything close to that that is insane Love it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now for our second story of revenge. You stole from me. I can do much worse. I'm currently traveling through Europe and I just got robbed by one of my hostel roommates. Here's how it all started. First, I arrived at the hostel and after checking in, I realized that the latch on my locker was broken. I had a padlock, but since the latch was broken, I had no way to actually lock my locker. I went and reported this to the reception and they said they would get maintenance to check it out. I'm over a month into my Europe trip and I've had great roommates so far. So despite the locker still not locking, I figured it wouldn't be so bad. On the second day, I left the hostel at around 11 a.m. and didn't return until around 6 p.m. When I got back, I instantly noticed my stuff had been gone through since zippers were left open, Ziploc bags unzipped, and other stuff misplaced. I quickly go through my stuff to check if anything was stolen. Everything was still there. However, when I checked my wallet, it was a different story. In my wallet, I had Brazilian reyes and euros. And what a coincidence, all my euros were gone, but my Brazilian reyes were still there. Luckily, I only lost around 100 euros because I had another compartment in my bag where I had much more cash. I quickly went to reception and reported the incident, and the staff took the matter very seriously. But since it was cash, it was basically impossible for me to get that money back. I had my suspicions on who the culprit was because my other roommates have mentioned having problems with this one guy, we'll call Bob, for the past week. He was extremely rude, would come home drunk every night, starts drinking at 10 a.m., pees all over the toilet seat, left water trails all throughout the dorm area, smoked in the room, and was all around just a menace. I was also pretty close with the others, so it was pretty easy to rule them out, as I didn't think they'd steal from me. 
For clarification, the dorm was a six bed, so there was me and five other roommates. After having my cash robbed, I knew I wasn't going to leave without having my locker locked. So me and one of my roommates helped me find a way to lock it, and we found that if we lift up the locker, we were able to line it up with a part of the bed where we could stick a lock through. Then me and the three other roommates set a trap by placing a five euro bill under a pillow positioned in a place where it's hidden but still obviously visible. We then go down and hang around for a bit. When we get back, Bob is laying face down in his top bunk bed and there is a random person on the bed under mine. I am a top bunk bed across the room from Bob. Originally, I thought that the random guy was one of Bob's friends, but it turns out that the fourth roommate checked out and the random guy was new. When we get back, you guessed it. The five euro bill was missing, but that's not all. I went to open my locker and my keys weren't working on my padlock. I then realized that a broken piece of a key was in my padlock. At this point, I was able to rule out any potential cleaning staff stealing from me. And if it wasn't obvious enough, I knew it was Bob. At this point, we're all talking about the situation and I look over at Bob. He is pretending to sleep face down in his bed. His head was slightly turned so he could look down onto the situation when he opened his eyes. At this point, I went down to the reception and after I told the manager this, combined with everything else that we already told him, it was finally enough reasoning for them to be able to kick him out. So one of the staff members comes up and walks up to the sleeping Bob and asks to talk with him outside of the room. He pretends to wake up and immediately says he didn't do anything. After several back and forth between the two, he finally complies. At this point, my nuclear revenge occurs. While he's out of the room, I realize that I had a split second to get revenge before Bob gets kicked out and I never see him again. I realized there was no way I was going to get the cash back. So I counted it as a loss and began looking for ways to get even. On his bed, he had his laptop, which was plugged in and charging. I grabbed it, opened it and laid the screen side down. I then held the bottom side in place and began pulling the screen part upwards until I heard it snap. That's right, I snapped his laptop in half. But that's not all, we're just getting started. I looked through the rest of his stuff. He also didn't use a lock and half of his belongings were spread across the entire dorm. This man was a mess. I looked through his stuff and I'm able to find one of those card wallets in the back pocket of his pants. Unfortunately, no cash. However, there was a debit card and some other card. Not sure exactly what it was since I quickly glanced at it. I grabbed the cards and snapped both of them in half. I then slipped them back into his bag. I continued looking for stuff and found a nice looking watch and a toothbrush. I picked up the toothbrush, snapped it in half and pocketed the watch. At this point, one of the staff members walks in and asks us all to leave while Bob packs up his stuff. We all comply and my roommates head down to the lobby, but I had other plans. I left the hostel and walked 15 to 20 minutes to the river and you probably guess where this is going. I got his watch and chucked it from the bridge into the river. At this point, I began walking back and feel satisfied about the revenge I was able to get, but a little disappointed I couldn't see his reaction. Well, this is where things get interesting. As I'm walking back, I make a turn onto this long, narrow street where my hostel is, and out of all odds, I see him walking in the same direction towards our hostel. He doesn't notice I'm behind him, but I'm just awkwardly walking. As we're walking, he lets out a loud fuck and what sounded like a sigh of defeat. Eventually, he reaches our hostel, which is situated on the right of the direction we were walking. However, he doesn't turn right and instead turns left into this tiny gas station type of shop that is selling a bunch of wine, beers, and other alcohol. 
As I approach my hostel before turning right, I glance to the left and see him trying to buy some alcohol. He doesn't notice me, so I turn my head and continue walking to the right into our hostel. Inside, at the front of our hostel, are these long stairs where you walk straight for a while. Then, once you reach the top, you do a full 180 and climb the rest of the steps to reach the second floor. As I reach the first step of the stairs, I take another glance behind me. And not to sound cliche, but just like a movie, Bob is standing outside of the shop, staring at me with a blank stare and a look of defeat. I continue walking, and as I'm about to do the 180 turn to climb the rest of the stairs, I give one last cold glance back at him. And at that moment, by the look on his face, he knows that I have effed up his stuff, and I knew that he stole from me. It was the most satisfying thing ever, and I'll gladly pay 100 euros to witness that moment again. P.S. Bob didn't report to the staff that his laptop or anything else was broken, which gives me further proof, if it wasn't obvious already, that it was him. Because if he really was innocent, then why wouldn't he bother to report any of this stuff? Okay, um, don't really know how I feel about this one, to be honest, guys. Let me know in the comments down below. Whatever platform you're on, even on Spotify, you can comment now. You can, you can go into the Q&A section and leave your thoughts on this story. But for me personally, I just feel like this was way too much. I get it. You want some revenge. You're not going to be able to get that monetarily, I guess, or get like legal justice, perhaps, because it's not the craziest of, of things that, that Bob's done and he's heading off anyway. He's got kicked out, blah, blah, blah. However, ultimately, stealing's bad but he's stolen 100 euros from you. Yet you've gone and like destroyed his laptop, chucked a watch that, I mean, we have no idea how much a watch could be or indeed the sentimental value of that watch into a river. I mean, that's gone and potentially, yeah, kind of destroyed his life. Is that really like, is that justified? It just seems a little bit too harsh to me. Seems like he stole a bit of money from you and you said, oh, I'm going to just destroy everything then. It's a little bit too much if you ask me. Like, think about the ramifications for each crime. If Bob had been caught, what would have happened? Probably not much. I mean, yeah, it's illegal, but I don't think he would have been, you know, sent to jail or, or charged, really. Let's be honest. Maybe, maybe he would have been, but I don't really think so for 100 euros. Arrested, you know, put in a cell overnight maximum. Whereas for you, I mean, you're, you're, you're damaging and you're destroying potentially thousands of dollars worth, probably thousands of dollars worth of items. That is a lot more serious. That could come with an actual, you know, sort of charge of, of theft or damaged property or whatever. I, I don't know about that. I would have just reported it to the police and left it there, really. Who knows what would have happened, but doing this much damage to someone else's stuff... I'm not sure I can get behind that. Like someone said below, should have taken the computer, wiped its memory entirely, and sold it at a pawn shop along with the watch. And then at least you get the money back instead of doing what you did, just destroying stuff, littering. I mean, the staff's gonna have to clear all that up probably as well. That probably would have been smarter, right? At least you get the, the money back for that sort of thing. I don't know. I just feel like it was kind of over the top, not really required, but hey. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys disagree in the comments. Let me know. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this one. I kind of feel like a lot of you might disagree with me there. And I'm not entirely sure where I stand. I do just feel like it's not the end of the world. Someone's stealing for you $100 and you're just going to destroy their life. Yeah, I get it. It's karma. And, you know, maybe up until this point, Bob's had no repercussions or repercussions of his, of his stealing. But yeah, I don't know. I can't help what I feel in my gut, can I? But yeah, get your comments in. Very interested to see what you think, as always, with these stories. If you want more from me right away, check out the playlist on screen. Link down below as well on whatever platform you're on. Subscribe, turn notifications on, follow me, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow for some more Reddit stories. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.